Because We Make, the podcast about making, creativity, and why we do what we do as makers and creatives. I'm your host, Vincent Ferrari, and joining me, back from Rwanda, my good friend and co-host, Mr. Ethan Carter. Welcome back, buddy. What's up, Vincent? Thank you. Thanks, man. Yeah, and thanks for uh, thanks for doing it without me last week. Um, I'm. It was a great episode, but yeah, no, I'm I'm, I'm so excited to be back. It, it, it's funny. Uh, I've said it before. It it is weird when we have a week off or when I'm off for a week because I feel like I haven't talked to you in like months. <laughs> it's just it, it's it, so it, weird. It is, it's such a weird, you know. It, it's so funny, and like I'll 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 be like, oh, I know we I we like on weeks where you're not in on the show, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, we had such a good episode last week, and then I'll talk to you. I'm like, oh wait, that wasn't that wasn't you. That last wasn't week. you. Yeah. <laughs> like, and yeah. by the way, thank you so much to Kit for yes. filling in because that was literally like I think it was like nine thirty in the morning when you messaged me, yeah. and I'm like. All right, I'm gonna. I'll find a co-host, and I was like, okay, we have Tiff coming on. Yeah, I Who can't think I of know? a better co-host for Tiff. I mean, I'm the, I'm the master, bro. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> I was like. Yeah. Who can we have that's going to relate to all the stuff mm-hmm. that Tiff makes? Totally. Well, yeah. I thought, and it was like literally instantaneously. I was like, no, no, we got to get Kit. Like Kit's yeah. the guy. Yeah. And awesome. it was his first time co-hosting, and it won't be his last. I'm just going to tell you that much because. Wow, that was it was fun. He's was he's fun. a natural, which I'm not surprised at all. If I would have expected nothing less, but you know, you know what's crazy? I was tell I was telling Beth the the craziest thing about having Kit as my co-host that night. Kit is someone, and he's gonna he's gonna listen to this, and he's gonna get all annoyed. But this is the truth, right? Kit is someone whose YouTube stuff I've been watching for a long time. Mm-hmm. Who I really, really always was like, this dude is so freaking cool. And like, I just want to talk to him and chat with him and like pal around. And now he's like a friend. And it's yeah, like, yeah. this is so weird to me that this keeps happening over and over again. Like people that I look up to, people that I enjoy the work of, and they're all just little by little, we're becoming friends. And it's like, I love Except I've for those a couple guests that we really hate now. And no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, totally those are the kidding. episodes that are missing. So you'll have to go back through the feed and find out who they are. <laughs> and you only know which ones are missing by listening to it. So you have to listen to all the episodes. Speaking of which, I noticed something today, and I, I don't want to piss off Jutulen or anything. However, um, we are about to hit a major milestone, mm-hmm. and it blew my mind today. It really blew my mind. So normally the day, on Monday, which is show day, I get um, from Chartable, I get our stats and where we are on the different numbers. charts around the world. By the way, we are number eighty-six in Belgium. We're huge in Belgium again. It's like, uh, um, isn't isn't uh, uh, David Hasselhoff? Is that Belgium or he's somewhere? Germany? No, Germany, Germany. You know, Germany. hey, you know, hey. We're, you know. we're Americans. We're allowed to say, yeah, somewhere over there, somewhere over there. Right. But we are, no joke, we are three hundred and nineteen downloads away from forty thousand downloads. Nuts. That's insane, guys. Thank you. <laughs> Just. I don't want to, I'm not going to celebrate prematurely, but I have a feeling that by the time we do the next episode, we will have hit that. And it's just, it's amazing to me. Well, and we're going to hit that before we hit episode 100, which is absolutely spectacular. Thank you. And, and again, I, like it's also the community. Everyone, like, I can't tell you how many people reached out last, uh, last week when I wasn't on and just checked in. And, you know, I'm always, I'm always so touched by that. It's, it's just, well, it's I mean, in general, people like you better than me, and that's cool. I mean, you know, I'm love always you. surprised when people like me, but <laughs> <laughs> but you know who they are going to like is 
I have an idea. Yeah, I do too. I have an idea. So I was, I was sitting there one weekend, just going through YouTube, which is something I tend to do in my downtime. And YouTube recommended me a video. And it was called Etsy Deactivated My Account. Why I quit Etsy and what I'm doing about what I'm doing instead. And I'm like, okay, this is interesting because as anyone who's listened to this show will tell you, I mean, if you've listened for any length of time, you know, I'm not a huge fan of Etsy. I mean, I use Etsy as a customer because it's a pretty good place to get stuff. But as a business owner and a maker, I am not a fan of Etsy. I don't, I feel like they just, they just get their tendrils into you a little too much for my so, taste. And it's, it's a race to the bottom in terms of pricing, in yeah. my opinion. But the, the, My big gripe with them has always been that when someone finds your content, then right underneath the suggestions are things that other people are making and selling. And I don't want that. <laughs> right. I want them to be looking at my stuff. I want them to see my, you know, it's just, to me, it's just a, I know you can make money on Etsy. I know a lot of people, there are people we know that have made plenty of money on Etsy. But for me, it's like, ah, eh, whatever. So if someone's going to slag on Etsy, it's going to get my attention a little bit. So I watched the video and I was like, wow, they are just unresponsive and horrible. And the next thing YouTube, YouTube suggested me is another video from our guest and then another video from our guest. And I think by the end of that weekend, I had watched all of her videos. Just, just to clarify you were saying Etsy is horrible, not no, not our guest. Jeez, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that's generally the way the show works. I get horrible people to come on and talk and then, to everybody. And talk bad about them. Yeah. But our guest this week is Amy from Amy Makes That. Hi, Amy. Hello. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I, I am I am so excited to talk to you because and what people may not know, and I'm not going to give away too much about it, but this Etsy thing that has been go- was going on with you started a couple of months ago. And then I, a couple of weeks ago, like two weeks ago, yeah, about two weeks ago, your Etsy shop was back. And I was like, oh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't believe it. What is the, what perfect timing? Like this went from an open ended story to a story <laughs> with a perfect story arc and a, a twist ending. It's, it's everything. It's the most juicy story in the world. But firstly, Welcome aboard. It's so nice to finally talk to you. I know. Yes, likewise. I'm so excited to be here. It is my first podcast, so I'm very stoked. <laughs> I can't believe that. I mean, I'm still I'm amazed that it's your first one because you see, yeah. Yeah, you I mean, no like one ever asked me to be on one, and I don't, I've never been like, hey, can I be on your podcast? <laughs> so when um, Vincent reached out to me, I was like, oh my God, yes, of course, I'd love to. So <laughs> See, that's the opposite. For when Vincent reached out to me, I was like, um, um, what? <laughs> me? No, no. But yeah. What's 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 surprising to me about that is that the, the level of polish in your yeah, videos. Exactly. I got to say, and just, you know, I always compare people to the the Queen, Mary Lou. Um, and there are very few people who compare to Mary Lou. Mary Lou is to me the gold standard for video production when it comes to YouTube. And then you come along into my life and it's like, oh wow, her videos are beautiful. Like you you do an amazing job with just just with your videos, with the production, the music is always perfect. And the other thing I like, and this is something that I gripe about with a lot of YouTube creators, and this is definitely not a problem you have, your videos are as long as they need to be, yeah. which is yeah. amazing to me because everybody tries to hit 
every video has to be 12 to 16 minutes mm-hmm. or what, and your videos are like, nope, this video is going to be a seven minute video and that's what it's meant to be. And that's all there is to it. And I really have a great deal of respect for that. Thank you so much. Yeah, that was one of the reasons why I wanted to create YouTube videos in the first place, because when I started out in the cricket world, all I saw on YouTube were like these 30, 40 minute long videos. And I was like, where's a someone that can just be like, hey, this is what you need to do. Boom, seven minutes done. And then I was like, hello, it's me. (laughs) (laughs) So if it's not out there, do it yourself. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm so thankful that I'm able to do that now on YouTube. And it's been such a wild ride, obviously, since Vincent discovered me with my whole Etsy story. So yeah. How did you how did you get started with the crafting thing with cricket? I mean, your channel is predominantly cricket focused. Um, the crafts that you do are mostly cricket focused. Um, how did you get started in such a specific niche? And after we talk about that for a little bit, I definitely want to get into where your video production skills come from, because clearly you have some knowledge. You didn't just wing it when you started making videos. There's some clear production ability here. So I'm curious about both of those things. So whichever one you want to hit first, go for it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So I kind of started out in the craft world. I was always a crafty person when I was younger always making DIY projects in high school. I even had a little blog at one point. It's probably somewhere in the internet world now. Um, But I stopped that after a while. And then, you know, I went to college. I, you know, I graduated high school. I went to college and I did kind of what society tells you to do, you know, to graduate, get a full-time job, you know, get your degree. And I hated the nine to five life. I just (laughs) not adjust to it very well. I was having a very hard time, I guess, just realizing like, this is my life, you know, like I I work Monday through Friday and, and I I get two days off and I barely have time for myself. I, and me, like, I don't know if you guys are really into horoscopes and stuff, but I'm an Aquarius to a T. I'm a very creative, independent, go-getter, kind of person. And that's who I always was, even as a kid. So to put someone like that in the nine to five world, they just don't mesh well together. So I start, I bought the Cricut in, I think it was 2018, I want to say. And I was learning more about it. I was like, this is a great tool to have, you know, just for my personal use. But I was like, it'd be so cool to start a business and, and create stuff with it. And I know people were interested and they were like, oh, can you make this for me? I was making a lot of custom designs and whatnot strictly on Instagram. And then about two years later, I got involved with Etsy, of course. So it was has been such a wild ride since then. Um, and I, But I absolutely love the Cricut. I have the Cricut Maker now and it's been so good to me and I can make literally everything and anything with it. But that's when, when I started out in the Cricut, I mentioned I couldn't find any tutorials really that, that helped me very well. I was always mm-hmm. kind of digging on Google or through blog posts. And I was like, where are these videos that I can, that are just, Hey, you know, you want to learn how to make a doormat. Here you go. These are the items you need. Like, let's get started. So I, I felt like I always had to watch five videos to get yeah. the solution to one thing. And, and it would be a lot of time too, because I'd have to watch five videos mm-hmm. all the way through for like two minutes. of Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And one of my 
probably one of my most successful videos was on the slice tool and how to use it. And I titled it, why is my slice tool not working? And I forget that, you know, YouTube googled their search engine optimized. So people were googling that and what video came up my video. So that's Uh. what everyone was kind of discovering. Like, I, you don't know how many comments I got. Oh my God, I've been searching this for hours. Thank you so much. Like you helped me a bunch. And I was like, I'm so fulfilled by that. Like it, I just, I was never fulfilled by having the nine to five life and, and doing that. So getting comments like that, even on my Instagram or my YouTube comments that I know that I'm where I need to be and this is my purpose. And so I'm very thankful for that. There's always a long, what, what ends up happening and I've noticed it, um, I was, I've had a cricket. I've had the Explorer Air 2 for quite a while now. I think I got it in the, the fall of 2018. So I've had it for a long time and I really, really like it. Yeah. But what I've noticed, and I think it's particular to cricket YouTube, uh, that's what I'm going to call it probably for the rest <laughs> of the episode. But in cricket YouTube, every single video is a long, project video yes it's mm-hmm. it's almost never like sometimes or, or or it's short but it doesn't tell you anything right there there's yeah there's a lot of those as well i but. am very much of the mindset that when i'm in a hurry not necessarily all the time like if i'm just you know on the couch watching youtube i don't really care about you know if it's longer fine i'll just sit there and watch a longer video and keep it as background noise until something catches my ear but what i find is that like that's a your why is my slice tool not working is a great example of something that I would actually be trying to figure out. Right. I went through the same thing with print then cut. Mm-hmm. My print then cut never worked. Never. I could not get it to work. And the only way I got it to work, um, I messaged Kayla McIntosh and I was like, I gotta ask you. I said, you always use print then cut. You always get it to work. I have never gotten a successful cut with it. Could you just, can I give you my, I was trying to cut my logo. I'm like, if I give you my logo, can you just see if there's something wrong with my logo? Why it won't cut? So she did it and she sent it back to me and she goes, I think I know what's going on with yours. She goes, if your room isn't bright enough. And I I thought like, okay, this is, this is bonkers. She's like, if your room isn't bright enough, shine a light into your Explore Air 2 and the light will help the sensor pick up the registration marks. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. And it's going to cut better. And I'm like, get out of here. That's ridiculous. But because she does so many videos, you know, I was like, okay, she knows what she's talking about. Mm -hmm. I did it. I have not ever once had a problem with print then cut since she told me that. And I was like, I don't believe it. That (laughs) actually solved the problem. So now what I do is I have one of my studio lights and when I use print then cut, I just point it into the Explorer and turn it on. <laughs> there you go. I mean, you got to yeah. do what you got to do to make it work, you know? <laughs> That's the kind of tip that right. I want. Yeah. Because my failure was very easy to find. It was that that it was fa- saying that the registration marks weren't detected. It was plain white paper. It was aligned. I could see it scanning over them. The light came on. Everything looked like it was working. And then it would say registration marks not found. Turns out it just wasn't bright enough in my room. That's all it was. Who would have thought? <laughs> so I, I'm I'm so intrigued by your naming convention because that that like to me that's like, uh you know record scratch game changer. Like do you do you think about that now in terms of like what people might search on Google? Like I have TubeBuddy and those types of things, and mm-hmm. you know they rate your titles and all those types of things. But I never thought about it 
in that sense of like what somebody might be searching for. Yeah, I, I also have TubeBuddy as well, and that helps me out so, so much, um, especially with my tags and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I do try to – It's YouTube is very – I followed this one girl. Um, she was the content bug, and now she's Catherine Manning. Very, very successful on YouTube. She does a lot of YouTube growth strategy videos. And she said one of the main things is, listen, YouTube – you need to put keywords in every single thing, whether it's the title, the description, your tags, like everything, people are going to search that and you want it all to match. And that was one of the best tips I ever learned when trying to grow on YouTube, because after I started doing that, it was working, you know, like I was gaining the subscribers, I was gaining the views and everything. Um, So yeah, so definitely TubeBuddy and just utilizing YouTube the way it is like as like a keyword search almost it's definitely one of the best tips I could recommend to anyone starting out especially on YouTube but because like I would have like the way I would have titled that video would have been like how to make your slight cutter better you know or something like how to versus why is it not working and you're right though like if I'm and I do this every day 20 times a day I'm like Mm -hmm. how to like why isn't this working or you know, and that's when that's, you think that, about it, when you yeah. actually say it out loud, it's like, geez, why haven't I thought of this? Like, yeah, this is such, totally. a, it's such a simple idea, but it's so true. I was also, when I was thinking of titles for that video, um, I was looking at different slice tool videos. I did not see my title that I had. So I was like, you know, this would be very different. And I don't know if it's going to work, but you know what? Let's just try it. <laughs> and, it and it worked, you know? <laughs> Sometimes you have to trial and error with certain things. Right. Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. So you also, I mean, you your your titles, you know, since we're talking about titles, but your titles are also they tell you what's in the video. And I you know that sounds like such a dumb thing to say, right? Of course they say what's in the video, but a lot of people will so usually what you'll find is a it's a project video and it's like stickers. Right. All right. Um, I guess I'm going to watch this to find out what's in it. But in one in one title, or how to make have, stickers? And yeah, so that's yours so is broad, how, so broad, right? How to make stickers, part two with Procreate. So that tells right, me a lot exactly. of information. Yep. That tells me number one, we're going to learn how to do it with Procreate. Number two, that there's a part one that's going to give me even more information. So I already know that what the next video, even if I found the second part mm-hmm. first, the next thing I'm going to watch is part one. Mm-hmm. So you've already hooked me in just by telling me that this is part two. Yeah. And it's like, why didn't I never, this is why I don't do YouTube, by the way, but it's like, why didn't I think of that? And I guess that's why some people do better than other people, because the people that do better think of that. It's a strategy. Stra- oh, I can't talk. It's a strategy. You know, I, again, I learned that exactly from the girl that I mentioned, Catherine Manning, and she was so helpful. But what she was like, you, you want to make binge worthy content. How are you going to get those subscribers to subscribe to your channel? How are you going to get these people to keep watching your videos? So you want to make continual videos of that sort. And especially the part two, because I knew my first stickers video so many people were like, this helps so much, but you were way too fast in it. So then I mm-hmm. said, all right, let me make a part two video and I'm going to be much slower. I'm going to make it a little different. And I got better feedback on it, you know? So again, trial and error. <laughs> yeah. And learn and listen and yeah. don't be, don't be defensive immediately. Right. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I, and this, another thing is like, I'm thinking about the part, the parts, part one, part two, I like, that's a, I, I've done, you know, I do playlists and stuff like that mm-hmm. to kind of try to group like videos. Yeah, same here. 
But the part one, part two, to your point, Vincent, is Mm -hmm. that just tells you that there's another like instantly in the title (laughs) before you even watch the video. There's another another piece of it. Yeah. Right. Do you Hmm. do you worry? And I always ask this for people that tend to have a niche that they're in. Do you worry that you're going to be your content is somewhat restricted by a niche that you're in using um, by doing mostly cricket and would you consider maybe stepping outside that niche if you felt that way? Or is this this your focus and you're going to ride it out until the well runs dry? Or what's your what's your overall strategy for, you know, for kind of for now and for the future? Yeah, that's a very good question. I So that was one of my main concerns when I started this channel. Firstly, when I had the YouTube channel, I actually wanted it to just be like, DIY projects and cricket projects. And that mm-hmm. kind of turned my niche into not just cricket projects, but also design space tutorials and mm-hmm. font tutorials, which I didn't think people would like, but they love my font tutorials. On oh, yeah. Stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and just in general, like that. So that I don't have it specifically to it's just cricket projects. I have it to a few other kind of subcategories, you would say. So I'm glad that I did that, though, because I think if I just did cricket projects, I'd go a little crazy. <laughs> right. You, you'd you get bored as well. Right? Yeah, exactly. And, and you want to be interested in your own work and whatnot. So I think right now I'm at a good area where I'm not too limited to my videos, but I still have a good range of, of what I can and can't do. So mm-hmm. for now... It's going good. Um, I always said, though, I I wanted to maybe do not not necessarily like a lifestyle channel or anything, but I, I said I've always wanted to do a podcast or I always wanted to do something very different from my niche. So kind of more so about my life or um, like mental health or like lifestyle, like things, et cetera, and whatnot. But I said that's kind of a more in the future thing. I think when I when I get a little bit more subscribers and I have a bigger fan base, maybe people would want to see that. Right well, now, even even to your point of the not the nine to five, like that is it, that could be a podcast right there. Just right. like why why that lifestyle is different than this lifestyle and yeah exactly and, yeah mm-hmm. and i tried to put that on my blog a little like i've been slack because i just started a blog like right after everything happened with my etsy shop and i've been slacking there just because my main focus obviously is my youtube channel and i have another job alongside so i i was like you know what like i, I gotta wait it out and i gotta see until then so yeah <laughs> you you did something you something else I think that's smart about the way you do things and so in the midst of the spiral betty craze yeah. and I'm not going to lie I probably watched about 300 videos about spiral betty just cuz I thought it was the coolest thing to watch like I loved watching all the different things people were making cool. I agree <laughs> but the one thing that you did that nobody else did was you overlaid some text over the top of it yeah. and you did something that was music themed because it looked kind of like a record mm-hmm. and that Beatles shirt is one of my favorite so cool. spiral betty projects that anyone did oh, and i so i cool. kind of was yeah. like see this is why this is the difference between someone who's a forward-thinking content creator and someone who's cashing in on a trend because mm-hmm. as much as i watched spiral betty videos they were literally just going to the site showing you how to bring it into design space 
Click, 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 click. Look at this beautiful project. Thank you. Subscribe. Goodbye. And I was like, and they're fine. I mean, it was good. I learned a couple of tricks that people, especially for weeding it, which is a little bit tricky. Mm-hmm. But I watched your video and I was like, that's something I would actually make and wear. Like, I just like the way you did it. And I think that that's a mindset that you just have to kind of develop instead of just saying, oh, I'm going to do a Spiral Betty two video too because they're hot. You did something a little bit different and that's kind of cool. I like the way you did that. 100%. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Cause when I, when I saw that it was a trend, I was like, all right, I gotta, you know, I have usually a schedule in my videos. I was like, I'm pushing this one forward mm-hmm. let's record this one. Um, so I was kind of looking at everyone else's videos and I was like, mm, I don't want to do the same thing. You know, I want to do something mm-hmm. different. So, and the Beatles is one of my favorite bands. I always grew up on it as a child. Um, and it was always playing in the car. So I was like, it would be cool to do this on like a t-shirt or something. Everyone else did it on like a plaque or Mm -hmm. like something with vinyl. And I was like, no, I'm going to be different. I'm going to show you how to do that. And also cut in the design. So it looked even cooler. And like you said, yeah, it worked out. So, and and Mm -hmm. that's, you know, I want to be different from everyone else, you know? So that's definitely one way to stand out. (laughs) It's funny that you say that. And and I, I, I say this and I don't think I've successfully done it, but that when I try to describe like what, for what what makes a a YouTube worthy project for me versus other things, it's it's that it's it's I I don't want to do what anyone else is doing. I want it has to have some kind of twist or some differentiation or some kind of like cool feature, and you know, and it could be a combination. It could be things that someone has done before, but with a twist. And that's exactly what you're talking about. It's like there's a trend, but like how do I make this video different than all the other spiral Betty, Betty videos out there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's what makes it worth another YouTube video. Mm-hmm. 100%. In my opinion. Yeah. yeah, I totally agree on that. So yeah. I, I feel like that's something that a lot of people stumble on, mm-hmm. figure it out and then abandon it anyway. <laughs> like I've, I've seen channels do something out of character where I went, Oh, that's so good. And then they go right back to what they were comfortable doing before. And it's like, oh, man, you you had something there. Like, why did you stick with that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it's but it, it's it's a hard thing, though. It's, it is hard to always have a unique angle. I think that's part of mm-hmm. it as well. Um, but yeah, but that's but that's what makes a video worthwhile is that it's different. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it tried to stand out at least in in my videos and whatnot because I I didn't want to be like all the other cricket YouTubers or cricket bloggers out there that do all these holiday projects and and do this and do that. And I was like, what can I do that I can stand out that people are going to like me and people Mm -hmm. want to subscribe and watch my videos, you know? So you kind of have to, it's a hard process, but you have to strategize very well in order to, you know. I think that's that's the difference, right? I think that that that's what makes the difference is the strategizing, the the pulling it together, the, the doing something more than just for doing it. There's kind of a an overarching plan where you want to be, you know. And sometimes you stumble on something and it completely changes your direction. That's just the way it goes, you know. Well, and it, and it can happen in different ways too. It can be you're you're like you actually are doing something different. That's mm-hmm. that's probably the best, right? But it also can be you have a spin, like you have a unique uh, video style. So yeah. you could do the same thing, but you deliver it in instead of in a thirty-minute video, you can deliver the same content in a in a nine-minute video, and you do it in a way that's way more approachable. 
that's a different spin, even if you're doing the same thing, right? Yeah, exactly. That's what I think I kind of bring to the table versus other people. I think a lot of cricket YouTubers, and not that there's anything wrong with it, don't get me wrong, um, but I kind of wanted to make my videos different and more upbeat. Like I, you know, I add my music to the background and I add some kind of trendy stuff in there. I very, I'm a very visual person to begin with. So I add as much like visual things as I possibly can, like pop-ups here, my Instagram logos here, the first three seconds, you know, Mm -hmm. like I'm not telling you, I'm showing you everything. So, and that's, I, I click off immediately. If, if it's just one screen that I'm watching, I'm like, eh, okay, next video. But for me, like I Dynamic. watch my videos, you know, like yeah. I'm interested in them. So, I- well, that's, that's always the first thing is if, if you're bored watching your own video, oh yeah. my gosh, yeah, like, like <laughs> I, I, like I, I need to be like, I need to want to watch my own video. Mm-hmm so many times that it's like really embarrassing how like self-absorbed I am. You know, like, like <laughs> I love my video that much that I want to watch it. That's the only time that <laughs> other people are going to want to watch it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's, there's something that I've noticed about your videos and I don't, this may come off really creepy that <laughs> I've noticed this much detail. It's I, you know what? It's not meant to be creepy. It's just, I'm really observant about stuff like this. One of our one of our pals, Morley, has this thing he likes to talk about that um, he likes the coziness factor. Mm-hmm. And there's something cozy about your videos. And I was able to put my finger on it very quickly. You color grade your videos very warm. Uh, and I, it's very noticeable. And I didn't realize how much of an impact that has. But when you combine, your, you have a very positive, smiley appearance. Your videos are color co- are color uh, color corrected in a very warm way, mm-hmm. and your music is very inviting and it's not over the Intrusive, top. It's right. not a lot of. I think you've created quite a brand just with just with those elements. Like there's a certain it makes me so happy. <laughs> they're inviting. I I and I I know it's that, like, like the sticker I get video. Worried. Good vibes. Right? I get worried when I point out stuff like this because it's like how closely are you watching my stuff? But no, but this is the stuff that I notice, right? No, but that's not creepy at all. That if anything, that's one of the best compliments I could ever hear, you know? Because I because I, I you know pr- that I'm doing something right, you know? <laughs> right. And you thought about it. And like I mean that's I for most of us it's like there was a thought process there. So, I mean, a lot of sometimes we just stumble across these things, right? But mm-hmm. uh, but when you actually are when going through it, it all, yeah, yeah, when you see it all together, yeah, and it's like a machine and it's all working together, it's like this is what happens. It looks like this. <laughs> like, it, take a look at what Amy's doing. It works like this. <laughs> I know, and I just only recently downloaded Final Cut Pro, which is how I learned how to color grade and everything. Ah. I wanted, I've been wanting to have it. It's just, it's been taking a while for me to do it, you know, financial and everything. Mm-hmm, but I'm mm-hmm. so glad I downloaded it because now I feel like my video editing, my producing, everything is just, I think, so much better in my opinion. So I'm, it, it, it's, it's, it's funny too. It, I, once you learn it, I would imagine it makes it also easier because it, you, you can get, finally get what you envision in your mind to happen yeah. in your edit, right? That's the big thing, right? The resistance of the tools can screw you over so bad. Like for me, I had Macs for years and I had Final Cut. I had Final Cut Pro. Mm -hmm. And I'll be honest with you. I was, since I learned how to edit video on Premiere a very long time ago, 
I felt like I was tripping over a final cut. Like I was not productive with it. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I went back to, well, I ended up switching platforms entirely, but as soon as I went back to Premiere, I was like, oh, this is just so natural. Like the keyboard, my hands just went to the keyboard shortcuts, like Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And I, what ended up being was videos aren't that much of a pain for me to do on the rare occasions where I do them just because the tool isn't getting in the way anymore. And I think once you find a tool that doesn't get in the way, that's a tool you got to use. You yeah. can just stick with that one. Yeah, exactly. I know. And I've been using iMovie for, you know, all of my YouTube career up until I think a few months ago. And oh, what a game changer Final Cut Pro is. Because like you said, I always had these visions. Well, I want to put this in the video and, and I want to add that. And I couldn't because I was mm-hmm. so limited to what right. iMovie had. And once I was able to do what I've been finally wanting to do, I was like, oh man, what a like, breath of fresh air like it, it was just night and day so it's definitely well worth it 100 percent. and i always tell people if a tool's going to make your job better yeah mm-hmm. it's probably worth it to invest in the tool 100%. it's probably worth it that's not to say that every time you want to spend money go run out and spend money exactly no you gotta be yeah but, you gotta be strategic about it yeah as long as you're smart about it you know well, and as long as you can get a tool that's going to make you money on your in your channel yeah. And also make content like the mug press, which, damn yeah. it, those are hard to get all of a sudden. But oh, yeah. I know. I'm surprised <laughs> I even got mine. So, <laughs> yeah. I had it in my cart on Amazon over the weekend, and I was like, nah, I'm going to wait. And now it's like May 12th is the next oh, day I can get one. I'm like, okay. damn it. <laughs> yeah, that's a hot item right now. So oh, man. That's so funny. Just put it in your cart and buy it now. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I Well, what's really funny is I've this whole sublimation thing that's kind of become – something that everyone's getting into. So it's like, there's a lot of sublimation content out there. In fact, um, um, oh boy. Oh no. Um, just my DIY did a Mm -hmm. really, really good video on converting an Epson EcoTank printer to a sublimation printer. And it was like something I watched the video and I'm like, okay, I'm doing this. Like, I just have to figure out what the next steps for me are. And I was like, I was looking at the mug press, but now I'm like, if I get the printer and the ink and the transfer paper, I'd probably be better off getting one of those regular like automatic mug presses because then I could also do tumblers. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I can't believe I'm sitting there. I'm sitting there on the couch, like researching this. It's like, what are you people doing to me? You're making me want to buy things. (laughs) You know what, you know, I liked about the the mug press video is well, a couple things. Well, back to your style and everything like that. Mm -hmm. I, I, the like you have a you have a, a few of these like moments in it where like like when you open the box and one of, on the box it's like one of the mugs said amy like like <laughs> that was so good so good but it wasn't like it wasn't too much like it was like a quick thing where it's just like you're a per, you're you know you're a person and that makes you super relatable right yeah. and i love that and then uh so there's that piece of it and then i love the fact like when it was done you kept like, well, uh, I love the, your captions. That's another thing I love in your videos where well, yeah. like, it's mm-hmm. super hot, but yet I still touch it or whatever. It was. <laughs> but, but then, but then you continue to still touch it the whole, t- and, and, but you were like too excited to not to wait to like, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and th- that's, those are, those small things make you like, it makes your videos versus others. Like it, it personalizes mm-hmm. you. And that's, so that's another reason why I'd watch your cricket channel versus 
a randomer who's just doing screen, you know, screen grabs and stuff like that. Well, it's, but, but it's not too much either. Like that's the other thing is like, you're not trying to yeah. make your, you know, it's a good balance. So. Some people force that, that, yeah, that kind exactly. of I guess that's what I mean. To yeah, it. It, and it feels forced, right? Yeah. It, it feels right. off or right. like, Oh, you're doing this to look relatable. Okay. I get it. You're, mm-hmm. let me get, let me guess. You're so excited and you're super obsessed. Okay. We know, we know <laughs> we heard this already, well, you know? Yeah, no, and then sorry, Amy was... comes in and's like, "Yeah, watch me touch this hot mug." No, I did something silly, and then do it again <laughs> and again and again. <laughs> but that, and the other thing I liked about it too is that it was you're, it was a very um, truthful like review in, in the sense of that it's really good for this. It's, mm-hmm. So it's really good for if you want if you're doing this like for personal kind of gifts and those types of things, but it's not a production. Right. tool right it's not a mass production tool and i to me that was like a very uh truthful and um uh, again I, I just built trust in in my opinion of your reviews no. if that makes sense yeah no of course it does yeah because i think well the big thing was when the cricket mug press came out all these people were making either videos or tiktoks on the review and how great they were but they didn't include that Cricket, you know, paid these people to say all these right. things. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Bad. Not that there's nothing wrong with that. Of course, it's, you know, be, to it's be the business. Sponsor. Right. You know, I would love to be sponsored by Cricket one day. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to bash anything about them because, again, I've never said anything to, like, hurt, like, my reputation with them. Sure. Or anything. No, it's truthful. But, right. Yeah. But I wanted, I wanted the transparency, you know. I wanted mm-hmm. people to say, you know, this is my opinion on it. I think it's a great product. However you want a business for it, I just don't think it's the right move for you, you know? And I think for me to be honest, it develops a better relationship with, you know, my subscribers, my viewers. And like you said, it, it just helps overall. So. I like that you pointed that out, by the way, about the, about Cricket YouTube, because Cricket YouTube, I love Cricket YouTube. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I do. I follow, I won't sit here and name all of them, but I follow more than any 45-year-old male in the United States probably follows, okay? I love the cricket. I think it's a great machine. I think I think their slip-up recently with the whole with the design space thing was terrible. Oh, they yeah. learned their lesson, and they fixed it. They fixed it. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I'm done. We're good. But I do think, and one thing I have noticed, and it's funny you said it the way you did, um, and I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't speak for you, but I think we're on the same page. A lot of the stuff, a lot of the content specifically around the cricket on YouTube does feel like, oh, I have to be positive about this so I can maintain my relationship. And it's almost off putting because I know of a few people who I watch, who I enjoy very much, who have never, no matter how bad something is, said something bad about their, about design space, about their machines. Mm -hmm. And as someone who uses them, I know there are problems. Yeah. You know, there are nothing, issues. Well, nothing, with nothing is perfect. I mean, that's the other And that's thing the is- point, right? So when <clears throat> right. you know, but when it's something I know and I'm watching you glow about something I know there are issues with and, you know, go in the subreddit. If you want to really see yeah. the, ugly, the ugly side of cricket, go to the cricket subreddit. Like there are people there going, what are they even thinking with the way this works? Or this just flat out doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It's not to say that the machines are bad. It's just that you never see the the warts. Every, you know, I, you every never, tool. I would never see some of these people say, this is a great product, but not for this purpose. They would leave it at, 
you know, it would almost be a lie by omission, so to speak, where they would just go, this is a great product, period. Yeah, it's just very, I don't want to say fake, but, it, you know, it kind of, in a way, it's very, uh, oh, this is a great product and we love it so much and that's it. It's like, well, it's, no. It's not, you know, it's I, not fake. It's just there's there's a very important caveat slash omission that you're doing. Yeah. And that omission, so for someone like me, and the reason I'm thinking about not getting the mug press mm-hmm. is because I am looking to do it in a production type style because the stuff I make is generally to sell. And I don't want to be making one-offs. I want to make a few at a time. And I'm sure I could do it with the mug press, right? I'm not saying it won't do it, but this is a perfect example where if I watch your video, I'm going, oh, this is something to think about versus everything's awesome. This is amazing. The sun is shining just right on this. Look how beautiful it is. Well, like, it, well okay. one, of the, one of the things I do too, because I have I have the Cricut Maker and I, I, and I love it for for certain things mm-hmm. um and and most and mostly what i use it for is engraving leather but i use it for stencils and those types of things as well and i and i love it um but one of the things i do is every time every time i post a video where i engrave leather with it because it is it does use a third party accessory to do mm-hmm. it um people reach out and they're like super excited about it and everything like that and and it's usually in my comments and i immediately take it to dms and and just because it it does it does work super well in in the right application right right it does it does exactly what i want it to do with the right with the right leather mm-hmm. the right settings and the right uh, logo or whatever i'm engraving right. it does a horrible job if i'm trying to do use it for a way that it it's it it shouldn't work like it just it shouldn't work it's it's not a laser right it's not going to be able to do Basically, what it's doing is it's like, like, cu- like cutting the leather and kind of like pushing the leather to side to side. So a really detailed logo is going to get mushy because it's mm-hmm. pushing that. But when it's a kind of a broad logo with like a lot of space, it works fantastic. Right. And so it each every person's question about how well it works is dependent on what they're using it for. Exactly. And 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 so I, for me to to say really positive things or really or bad mouth it in public is 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 not is uh that's not right either because it depends on what your application is and that's why so that's why i always say i'm gonna i'm gonna send you a dm talk about your situation your specific situation and mm-hmm. i'll give you honest feedback yeah exactly it's the smartest thing you can do you know i've had a few messages well is it worth it you know like did, did you like it of course and you know i'm gonna be honest you know like that's nothing like i'm not gonna say oh, this is not a great product. Like, no, it, at, at the end of the day, the mug press is and was always will be a great product for, for anyone starting out in the quicker world, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, but I, I watch Shark Tank a lot. So, you know, you, you gotta you like- You and me both. <laughs> you know, your, your margins like and, and everything, like you, you want, you don't want your costs to be so high. So if right. you're having that and using that for your business, you'd be losing out on a good amount of money, you know, versus getting- you know, your, like, your investment recuperation time goes way up exactly. real fast. <laughs> yeah, 100%. So, you know, those are things you got to consider, especially if you have a business. So, 
Totally. So speaking of having a business, and see, this is her first podcast, and she throws a segue out like that. I know, right? Speaking of speaking of first business, the way I discovered you was through dra- the drama with Etsy. The drama, <laughs> and I will just we'll call it the hard times. <laughs> no, and I don't, and I don't know this story, so I'm super oh, excited is, to hear it. Yeah. So this is, I gotta say, and I'm not saying it just because you're the guest and you're in front of us right now, and I don't want, I'm not trying to kiss your butt, but this story. I'm sitting there on the couch and I could feel my hands and I didn't even realize I was doing it, but I felt my hands clenching at one point. And I'm just getting, when you were on the phone with that woman who said she wouldn't talk to you, I literally felt my face get flushed with rage. So before we get to the part where I have like a rage explosion, let's take it back to a couple of months ago. Yeah. And what happened? (laughs) Yeah. So, so ultimately I just to kind of summarize it in a nutshell, I started my Etsy shop last day in May. Let's say we started in June and I was getting a lot of feedback from people. I have TikTok and I had a very viral TikTok on there and people were asking me, begging me literally to make this product. So I was like, all right, let me roll with it. I'll make the products and everything. So I was getting immediate feedback, immediate sales. It was doing really good. And I had my shop for about six months. Yeah. Um, And then I unfortunately got COVID towards the end of December. So I put my shop on vacation because I was I was done with my my orders and everything at that time anyway. So it's not like I was, you know, infecting anyone. But so I put it on vacation mode. And then while I felt better, I was like, all right, I have these three items that I want to premiere for my first like shop launch again. This is going to be great. So excited. And then I couldn't log in. And I was like, what is going on? Like, did my account get hacked? Like, am, am I getting punked? Like what, what's, <laughs> so, and then of course it showed that my account was deactivated. And immediately I was, I, I, I couldn't believe it. You know, I was like, how can a company like this, who I've, I've only been on there for not even six months, deactivate my account? And the best part was I didn't get any warning, any notification, nothing on Etsy, nothing from an email from them, like no communication whatsoever on that. And that was the one thing that really ticked me off about it because I was like, how can a, a business just poof? Cut you off. Yeah, exactly. So when that happened, and obviously there were some tears and I was really upset, but the first thing I said, I was like, all right, what's next for me? You know, and I, uh, and that, that's a very hard thing for me to do. I could have sat there wild in my pity and been like, oh, F this. I'm, I give up. Like I did everything for nothing, but no, instead I said, you know what? Like this was meant to be. I don't know why it was meant to be, but we're going to make it work. This is just another challenge in your life. Get over it. Like, let's go. <laughs> and that's when I started my blog. And that's when I went under my whole rebrand of Amy Makes That. I was mm-hmm. another shop name. And I'm so happy with everything now. And and like I said before, everything happened for a reason. Right. I would not be where I am today. And, and it's crazy how much has changed with my brand ever since my shop was deactivated. So during that time, you know, I was still emailing Etsy and still trying to find answers. I was even Googling everything and being like, oh, my shop got deactivated. And 
so many people have the same problem as me, which is shocking that a lot of people just get ghosted by Etsy. It's just a common thing now. So immediately I I was like, I need to film. I need to record this. And it was like one of those, you know, you just have a gut feeling of some sort where you're like, I don't know where this is going to go, but I think people need to know about this. So Mm -hmm. that's why I made the YouTube video. And it really was to just show people that this could happen to you and learn from my mistakes and the amount of comments I get, like thanking me for making that video. So many people are now like, oh, I'm you know, hesitant about Etsy now. I want to do my own website. And I'm like, yeah, get your own website. You know, right. you said earlier. Be your, it's like be your own bot. It's the same and, kind uh, of thing. You have to control where you're... I mean, if you want to sell on Etsy, I would say make Etsy your secondary place mm-hmm. to sell. Exactly. Like, Put your stuff right. there and just let it. If especially like if you're doing digital, mm-hmm. Etsy's great. Oh, yeah, there's it's no just, reason. There's no reason not to. Yeah, it's just passive income. It just sits there making you money, right? Yeah. But if you're doing products and you need to recoup your costs on those products, I don't know. I I just don't. I don't know. Maybe I'm just. Maybe I'm just a little old school, but I just don't see the value proposition for Etsy because. Some people tell you like it's great because somebody searching on Etsy for cutting boards are going to find you, right? right? And that's true. But they're also going to find the 20 other people and they're going to shop by price. Exactly. If somebody's if somebody's on Etsy looking for a specific product, they're not looking for you. They're looking for the product. Right. And whoever has mm-hmm. it the cheapest is the one that's going to sell it. It's a ra- it is actually Ethan perfect example of what of what you said. It's a perfect example of a race to the bottom. Right. Yeah, it, it 100% is. So um, that was my plan originally. You know, I said, mm-hmm. I'm going to have my Etsy shop and then I'm going to get my own website and I'll have both platforms and it'll be great. <laughs> then just kidding. Now you have zero platforms. You, had, right, right, you yeah. had the advantage. You had the advantage of, I almost want to call it like first mover advantage with what you were doing um, with the design you picked and what you were selling because you were probably the only one selling it or one of very few up until everybody found it on Etsy. But you you did have that advantage where your sales, I imagine, were pretty solid until yeah. you got shut down. Yeah, they definitely were. And I and at the time, like towards the end of my shop, I was making more of what I wanted to make, which I specialize in doormats and home mm-hmm. decor. And I was making like Christmas ornaments and stuff, which was so fun. And I loved doing all of that. And I also had um, a contract with a real estate company. So I was making doormats for like new homeowners. So I was booming. I was, I was busy. Mm-hmm. Um, so then when all of that happened, I was like, oh man. But so yeah, so then I didn't get any answers up until I want to say what, only like a few weeks ago, not even yep. like two, like two, two, about two weeks, weeks ago. ago. Yeah. And <clears throat> this, and I wouldn't be for this comment. So again, thank you, YouTube. But this girl commented on my YouTube channel on my Etsy deactivated video and she goes, Hey, I just looked up your shop and it's there. Is your shop? <laughs> Yeah, it said you, she found out that you. It said you were still you were on vacation mode, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. It was like, yeah, I found your shop. It says it's still on vacation mode, and I was like, "What are you talking about? <laughs> like, <laughs> no way!" Because every single because when I tried to look at my account, it just said this page is not available. You can't find it. So I was like, "No, no, 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 no way that it's <laughs> right now." And I was like, "Here you go." So of course, I did some digging and I went on. 
Etsy, I logged into my account and I logged in and I was literally screaming on the top of my head <laughs> with like such happiness, but also such anger. Right. I just didn't know how to really react because again, I didn't get any notification. Nothing that like you were back, right? Welcome back, you know? Yeah. Nothing. So very odd how Etsy decided to, I guess, handle all of this in my situation. So it was just a crazy, crazy roller coaster overall for me. It's it, it's one of those things, and we and we've talked about this before, uh, Vincent. But I, I mean, Etsy can be a really good thing. Like, yes. I, like mm-hmm. we, I mean, we definitely kind of are on the negative side of Etsy for very valid reasons, I think. But at the same time, I know a bunch of people that do really, really well on Etsy. So yeah. it's not to say that mm-hmm. I, I, I still think though, it, it, it's, uh, it lends itself to people that have been on there for a long time and are established and have a lot of sales. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to break through with anything that's anything similar to like, it, it has to be super unique. Yeah. Otherwise, why would someone pay that for yours if they can get it for you know, a third of the price, right? Yeah. Um, even if the quality is not good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, yeah. And, and, and I, I still just don't get it. Like there's so many things on Etsy, like literally leather work stuff on Etsy. I literally could not buy the, the, the leather, not only not, not don't count the, the thread, my time, anything there's like, they they are underpricing my the my cost of yeah. purchasing leather by <laughs> by like sixty percent. Like they their end product is sixty percent cheaper than I could buy the just one part of the material for what I would make. Yeah, and and and, it, and to me like there's no way I could there's no way I could break into that mm-hmm. unless I have a super unique product that no one else can copy. Right. But. Yeah, and I felt the same way when I was making doormats. So many people make doormats on Etsy. And I was like, how are these people making their doormats and selling them for like 30 bucks? I was right. like, you just, you can't do that. I was like, I, I would not be making any money. So it, I, you'd be losing money probably, yeah. right? With yeah, shipping and everything, right? 100%. Yeah, especially with shipping too. Shipping those things are not cheap. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> shipping is the one thing I don't, it's, it's funny you say that because I think that shipping is like the one thing is like, oh, I'm going to make these really cool things and mm-hmm. I'm going to ship them. Well, yeah, and congratulations because if you're on Etsy, you can't really charge for shipping, and it's yeah. it's hard to charge. It's hard to be a shop that charges for shipping on Etsy when everyone around you is oh no, free shipping, free shipping, free yeah. which is fine, which is fine if if you built that into the cause, which is what we do, right? right. But when yeah. when when you when they're already pricing it below the material exactly. cost, it's mm-hmm. like what, what am I supposed to do? You're right. selling a cutting board cheaper than I can buy the wood for. How are you exactly. doing that, sir? Right. <laughs> yeah. It's, I love, I do love the, the twist ending of, you know, your Etsy shop is back video because I don't want to spoil it, but it isn't the end. This is what was crazy about it. So I'm watching the video and I'm like, oh, I'm so happy for her. I'm so happy for her. Wait, what? (laughs) Wait, what? What? And then I was, I got to be honest with you at that moment, I was like, I was instantly in love. I was like, this is amazing. I am so proud of you. Your decision at the end to just go, yeah, I don't think I'm just going to bother anymore. Like I I was, I was just standing ovation mode when you said that, because (laughs) I was like, you know what? Good for you. Don't go crawling back. Don't just, you found something else that you enjoy even more. 
and stick with that. I love that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, my mentality always was kind of fight or flight and I guess situations like those and, you know, I fight, you know, I, I don't mm-hmm. wanna, mm-hmm. I'm a dreamer and I'm always going to go after my dreams. I'm like, you know, not spoil the video cause I want people to watch it, but, um, you know, I didn't give up on my dream at all. You know, I, right. I'm glad that I fulfilled me trying to be a business owner and whatnot. But at the end of the day, I, I love helping people. I love teaching people on YouTube how to create, you know, cricket projects and content. And I'd rather promote that and help people start their own businesses than have a business of mine at the end of the day. It just Do you, mm-hmm. do you feel like you would have taken this turn anyway, eventually? Or do you think that that really Etsy turning you off was probably a catalyst to a better thing. A blessing in disguise. Yeah. I honestly think it definitely was a blessing in disguise. Honestly, I prob I don't know. The see the thing is I think because comfort tends to lock us into a certain place in life, right? Like you tend to get comfortable where you are and just stay there. I was going to say, I was very comfortable. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I would have let go of Etsy like that if they didn't do me wrong like that. So I Mm -hmm. think by them deactivating my account kind of gave me the push to say, all right, I I think this this is meant to be and it's time to, you know, branch out and, and have your own brand and do all that stuff. So yeah, that's a good question, but I don't, I don't know if I would have, honestly, I think. By Weird, answer, right? Like yeah. you're happy where you are now. And obviously this is where you want to be. And that's great. Mm-hmm. I always wonder like when, you know, sometimes life throws you a curveball and you go down a different path and you're like, wow, had life not thrown me that curveball? Yeah. Where, right. where would right. I be? Like, what would have happened? What would have, where would I, what would I be doing? You know, what would my business look like? Would I still be trying to figure out the next thing that's going to pop off on Etsy or go viral on TikTok? And instead you've kind of settled into a really nice, I'm going to teach everybody how to do the stuff I do so they can be their own boss. Mm-hmm. Right. That's almost, that's almost better than being your own bosses. You're your own boss teaching other people how to do the same thing like that's freaking fantastic well and as you said amy it's everything for a reason i mean and Mm -hmm. i'm I'm a big believer in that long term you know i think you know sometimes short term it it hurts but long term it it benefits and nothing makes sense while you're going through it exactly (laughs) yeah exactly vincent that's why i always say you have to find the blessing and all the challenges that you face whether it's literally career-wise like you know, emotionally, everything. So, yeah. Well, and I think, I think it's a really powerful thing to have that mindset because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and none of us are going to always have that mindset, right? It's, it's really hard to have that mindset, but it is helpful when something like, you know, let's say you're getting shut off of Etsy instead of just being mad, say, how do I make this a positive? Right. Right. And, and, and there's a couple things that happen with when you do that. If you if you say I want to make it positive, generally your mindset's going to be you're going to be more productive and mm-hmm. better off because you're not just harping on the negative, right? Um, so you're probably going to come up with better ideas of how to turn your business into something else. Yeah, but, you know, it's just it, it, but it's also just a mindset of of all right. Well, let me find that next thing. Like, let me mm-hmm. fi- figure out how to how to make this a positive. And that's not an easy thing to, I, I know that saying it because I'm mm-hmm. definitely not, uh, I'm, I'm preaching and I'm not a follower, right? But <laughs> but it, it, it can be a very positive, uh, you know, positive thing and a way to turn a negative into positive. I don't know. 
Yeah, no, I agree. That's exactly how I went about it in every single way. So I'm glad that you brought that up because you kind of, I don't know, my mentality was always just, you know, it don't get me wrong, it sucks in the moment when bad things happen to you, but find the good in it and it will be worth it in the end. Like, trust me. <laughs> it is remarkable. It is remarkable how your perspective shifts while you're in something and then when you're coming out of it. Like when- yeah. There are things that you'll go through, and I say this from an, from experience that I'm not going to rehash for the 50th time on this show, but people understand the things I've been through in the last couple of years. And in the middle of them, I swear there were times where I was just like, I don't know, not only why am I going through this, but how the hell I'm going to ever recover from it. Yeah. There's so many times like, and you know, the raw emotion of you in the in the TikTok in the TikTok video, it was either the TikTok video or an Instagram video, but the one where you were crying, and I can under I understand that, like I understand that so deeply, to just feel like you're just like I didn't do anything wrong, and this is just being taken away from me, like it's just wrong, it's not fair, and I can't and to not have anyone to talk to about it, yeah, like, right. to not yeah. no right. recourse, you're, you're yep. it's like yep, you're on your own, sorry, tough, you know, it's it's hard and recovering from that and coming out like you came out of it, like you were shot out of a cannon <laughs> and it was just like, you yeah. know, the, the Amy that emerged is a stronger, better, even more focused Amy than the Amy who went into it. Yeah. And 100%. People don't, people don't really appreciate that because most people, you know, everybody has adversity, but very few people have life changing adversity. Mm. And you don't know how you're going to handle it until it hits you. And then when it hits you, you're like, all right, what do I do? Well, there's two options, <laughs> fold or fight. Yeah. And, right. you know, and it just, it, it was just such a great, it's just watching your channel since then and seeing your videos and your, your overall vibe of, you know, wanting to be a teacher and wanting to show people how to do stuff, not just doing cool projects, but making sure that anyone watching your videos can do the same cool projects. I just, right. It's just a fantastic pivot. That wow. I, I, that's why I love your story so much because it's really the story of someone who had something good going on, had it taken away, and then came yeah. back with something better. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's been my whole life, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I've had so many things happen in my life where, um, you know, again, like it's so detrimental to you. You feel like it's, the world is crashing on you and, and you don't know what to do. And, but I've, I've just always had this fight or flight mentality, you know, and I've always tried to see the good in everything and the positivity behind it all. So going through that, like I, I knew in the moment, like I was so upset, but I knew that this was like a pivotal moment for me and for my mm -hmm. brand and my business. And like you said, it, it changed my focus 100%. Like I, I'm so much more focused now. Like I have a better, you know, routine. I'm, I'm, I'm focusing more on my YouTube channel. I'm branching out on different platforms and whatnot. So, and I don't think I would have ever done that, you know, again, if that ever happened to me. So right. everything bad is bad. <laughs> I, I, I think there's something too, it's like, <clears throat> I mean, that, that was a very pivotal, like very distinctive mm -hmm. thing that happened. Right. Yeah. I think that's something for, especially ever all of us that are into like the social, you know, social networking and you know the, the platforms and youtube and instagram and growing a business through those types of things it, it's it's also important to think about rem remember all of the the messages that you just said yeah. even for small things like when your numbers aren't 
are down and you don't know why. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, one, you can't control that. So don't get like, don't get discouraged by that. But also like, all right, well, if your numbers are down anyways, like this, the, that's the moment when you try something, try something new that you were really worried about trying to mess when your numbers were really good because you didn't want to mess up that trend, right? Like, like those are the opportunities to try something completely different and see what happens. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, what's the worst thing that could happen? You know, like your numbers go down more. Like, okay, then you change it again. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, and I, I don't know. I, it, there's something also liberating about that too. I don't yeah. know. Well, being able to say screw it, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna do the thing and let's see what happens. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's sometimes. That is the only path, you know. Well, and, and sometimes, like, uh, I, I find when my numbers get go down and stuff like that, <clears throat> I'm, like, I, I'm always so worried about changing something when it's working, right? Right. But the second that it's not, or not the second that it's not, because that's the cra- is what it is. But, uh, yeah. Go the ahead. crazy thing is sometimes you think <clears throat> it's working and you're just not paying. Because you, you're, you're, you're fooling yourself. You're, you're so focused on right. what you think is working. Right. That there's so many other opportunities just whizzing on by that you're not even picking up on because you're so focused on, you know, you're focused if you're this, you know, Amy, your story is a perfect example. You could mm-hmm. be focused on what the next big, what my next thing that's going to pop off on Etsy is. Right. Not realizing that everything that you thought of would have made an excellent tutorial for your YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would have never thought like even when I was doing thinking of the YouTube um I was like uh, you know I guess I'll make this YouTube I mean it's it video it's it's going to be different like I don't make a lot of Etsy videos and stuff but it was one of the best videos that by far like ranking like it got so many views within so many hours like it it still is one of I think my best videos to this day so again like it, it's a pivotal moment but it mm-hmm. it's China, my lord it's uh <laughs> just say uh whatever that's what i do whenever i can't <laughs> think of a word amy yeah. just trail say, off. Uh, trail or, off. or whatever and just kind of like i just mumble. trail off it's trail easier off. yeah exactly <laughs> so what what's what's next i know i always ask this to people and you know every once in a while we get a nugget and i'm not trying to pressure you into telling your whole future plan but do you have anything big down the road that you're very excited about yeah. Um, I mean, ultimately, I I still just want to get my brand out there. I mean, I've, I've been seeing, again, like a lot of growth lately in my channel and um, on my all my social media platforms. But it's just really just getting my brand well known and getting my, you know, my subscribers and my fan base a little bit bigger because I do have a little things in mind. But again, they're probably for when I have a bigger just fan base because um, yeah, I, I I have a few ideas in mind, but cool. I don't want to say give too much away. No, you can't <laughs> give away. Absolutely. Yeah. But I think it's really important to be very popular on all platforms, like not to overwhelm yourself with too many social media platforms, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, but I'm very consistent on um, Instagram, YouTube, like TikTok, um, I'm trying to think like Facebook, Pinterest, like all those social media platforms. But I do want to get on some other platforms as well and just get my name out there and just. I'm interested in in, in what, like, what are those other platforms, or if you care to tell us, but like, what, like, what other platforms are you interested in? Because. Yeah. So there's actually, well, this was like my thing of the week that I want to talk about. Oh, okay. But my, (laughs) the 
one that I'm interested in right now because I was really looking into pa- I don't know how to say a Patreon or Patreon. Patreon, yeah. Patreon, yes. So I was looking into that and I actually created an account, but I didn't do anything with it yet. And I was like, oh, I don't know what to do. Maybe I'll do it. And I don't know. We'll see. Then all of a sudden over the weekend, someone reached out to me from this website called Creative Fabrica. And if you're big in like the cricket world and stuff, you probably would know the website. It's all different like fonts and graphics and and whatnot you can purchase from. And I always promote it when I make projects because I get all my fonts from there. And this woman reached out. She was like, hey, we think you'd be a great match for our new platform, CF Fans. I was like, ooh, what's CF Fans? Like, I want to know what this is, you know? Um, And it's basically the same thing as Patreon. You know, you would have like a monthly subscription, get, you know, whatever content you want to get out of there. So that's the new platform that I am kind of going to promote soon and just see if people like it, you know? Um, I think it's a great way for other people to connect with me, um, for me to bring out more exclusive content as well. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I have some some good hope about it. (laughs) I I ask this, anyone that's ever on TikTok, I always ask like, how, so how do you use TikTok to promote your brand? Yeah. So, and, and this is a very selfish question. I always ask it. Sorry, Vincent, <laughs> but I, but I'm just curious because, like Instagram, I like I know how I know how I and people use Instagram to promote it. YouTube, same thing. All those, but TikTok, I understand that like there's a lot of growth opportunity there, but yeah. I'm not. I I've never been clear as to how you translate how to translate that into business or followings or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, TikTok is also, it's a very new platform. So it's very different, the algorithm, you know, when it comes to like Pinterest or YouTube, because it's very saturated, those Mm -hmm. platforms, because they've been around for so long. So TikTok, it is easier to get viral quick. And, but again, it's like the same thing as starting a YouTube channel or even starting a podcast. You need to pick a niche and you need to have like a certain plan of like what videos you want to do and what what kind of brand do you want to put out there? Um, so, but yeah, when I when I had my Etsy shop though, I made a TikTok of me making the shirt that was soon to be on the Etsy shop later on. Okay, and that was the one way that I promoted it because people were like, "Oh my god, this is amazing! I need this shirt now!" Like, post this yesterday. Like, let's buy it. You know, so <laughs> that was one of the way to just making videos and like. And then you and then you just pointed people to the Etsy shop. Yeah, exactly. Okay. immediately when I launched my Etsy shop, I took the time and I went on that same TikTok post. I commented on almost everyone's comment, whoever was like, oh, I need to buy this. I said, hey, my Etsy shop is up. (laughs) Link is in my bio or whatever. And I commented on almost every single person's comment, which there is a lot of comments. So, (laughs) but I did what I did, you know, to get my stuff out there and it it worked because I, I think I got um, I want to say like eight sales, like my first day, which I mean, is kind wow. of, unheard of. Yeah. If, if when you're starting on an Etsy, some people don't get their first sale within like three months, you know? Yeah. Right. Right. So, sure. so yeah. So I went on there and made sure I promoted it on my Instagram. I posted my TikTok on like other platforms too. So it's just promoting and just getting your name out there on different platforms as well. That's so beneficial. It's just another way of pointing people to the end product whether it be your website or etsy it's just another way of pointing people and giving them uh, a channel to get to that yeah exactly i gotcha okay one of the biggest things that i can 
tips I can give someone who's just starting out, whether you're like a business owner, or if like you have a podcast, just be active on all platforms because chances are someone watches your YouTube video. Hey, I want to learn more about them. Oh, go in the video description. Wow. They have Instagram. Oh, cool. They have TikTok. Oh my God. I can add them on Snapchat. You know, like you have all these platforms where it's like, cool. Like it's just more, um, what's the word I'm trying to think like diversified. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like diversify your platforms and, um, yeah, just get more popular that way and more views. It's also one of those things, and I've I think I've talked about it before too. It, there is something to be said that the like the more uh, y- the bigger you are on anything, mm-hmm. the more credibility you have. Yes, and I know that's so- I mean, and that's like such a crappy thing, right? Because like that, it just makes everyone that's smaller that much harder. But so it true. does give you it gives you legitimacy if you are ex you have X amount of followers on TikTok and X amount of followers. People then think, all right, well, this person is, there's enough people that follow this person. Mm-hmm. I might as well check them out. Kind of yeah, thing. exactly. I know. And, and it's funny because sometimes the people that have the more, like the bigger followers and stuff, like me, I'm, I'm grinding, you know, like I'm doing right. as much as I can to like see the growth and get people to follow me and all that stuff. And um, you know, it, it, but yeah, when you have more followers, more subscribers, it it is true. You know, you, you are more credible in some which way. Is, which is, again, crappy, I think, because yeah. there's a lot of people out there that deserve probably more credit than yeah. some of the, the big names, but it is, but that is the reality of it. Right? Yeah. You can only play on the field that the game is being played on. You don't exactly. get to pick the field. Right. <laughs> exactly. That's the game. We are going to, so your thing of the week um, is CF fans, yeah. which I'll actually put that in the show notes so people can find it. Not to be um, confused with only fans, but yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> very different, platform. very different, very different. Platform. Do, you know, do you know how only fans got started. I, I, I'm fascinated by this. Do you know it started as a platform for comedians? Oh, really? Yeah. So the original plan was it was going to be for comedians to post their stand up and make money. Oh, I mean, like, I, I, that kind of makes sense now. Yeah. I mean, I, I get it. Yeah. And they, they, they didn't have any content restrictions. And well, right. we all know how that worked out. <laughs> yeah, so. there you go. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that I always thought that was an interesting little factoid. So there you go. There's your factoid for the episode. That's I'm, funny. Yeah, that makes it makes a ton of sense. Of Vincent. Course. Yeah, but of yeah. Oh my in, in, in hindsight, it, yeah. I don't want to say hindsight and only fans in the same sentence. <laughs> we'll start thinking things. Um since we already know Amy's thing of the week, Ethan, why don't you uh, drop your thing of the week into our brains? All right. Well, I have uh, one and a half as I. One and a half I, things of the week. Yeah. I love it. No. So my, my thing of the week, if if people are watching my stories earlier, um, I got to give a shout out to my buddy Emmett of um, Dead Rise uh, Woodcraft. I, I always say wood works. And it's yeah, me too. Um, but he, uh, he, he sent me, well, first of all, he's just an amazing dude. Mm -hmm. He's, he's one of the people that he's just like a, he, he's a friend, you know? And, uh, you know, he, he's someone that checks in on me and stuff like that. And I just appreciate him as a person and as a friend, but he also does amazing work. And, uh, he sent me, he made me, um, which I knew it was coming, but it blew me away. Still, he made me a leather stacked pen. Um, and basically, so like leather stacking, you probably have seen it on like, uh, knife handles and stuff like that. You, you stack a bunch of pieces of leather, 
uh, glue them all together, and then you kind of like shape it into a handle. And for the pen, you basically turn it, from what I understand, from someone that has never turned anything in their life. Um, you basically like turn it, you stack the leather, and then you turn it like you would turn a wooden pen. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's, it's beautiful. He made it for me. It's a very, you know, it's very personal and, and I just really, really appreciate it. It's also an amazing pen, which is amazing. So yeah. So shout out to him. He's just a good guy. Uh, go, fo- go give him a follow, go check him out. He's a super supportive, uh, maker in this community. So, uh, go check him out. Um, and then my other half, so my half is, um, so and I don't even know, it's probably been months, maybe not, but um, the Jimmy Dressa has the die cast brass belt loop. I don't know if you've seen those, Vincent. There are these little things that you like, they wrap around, like they're a piece of brass and they wrap around a belt loop um, easily and you can hang things from them. So for me, it's like, uh, I'm going to use it mostly just, I put it on my belt loop and I can put my like safety glasses on it um, or you can put like hang other things, anything with a clip. It's super small, but it's five dollars. So it's super inexpensive oh. in the grand scheme of things. Super inexpensive. It's a Jimmy Dressa thing. If you like, you know, if you like Jimmy and you want to support him, it's a like super Jimmy. easy thing to do. I will say this: people that listen to this podcast that don't like Jimmy. (laughs) I know exactly. Yeah, everyone's like Jimmy, who? Um, (laughs) Right. (laughs) But here's what. But I will say this: is that I'm not. I'm not. It's not my thing of the week to go get one of these because the shipping is probably more expensive than the belt loop itself. So, it. But what I will say is that, like, if you're ordering anything else, he's. I mean, they've got a ton of things. They got the soap. They've got the coffee. They're like, you know, the patches, oh, the, the outpost. Yeah, the outpasts. Got, they've got the outpost so much thick stuff, stuff going too, now. Yeah. So my recommendation is if you're going, if you're getting anything from the outpost or from Jimmy's direct site, throw one of these in for five bucks. It is, it, it's very cool. It's, it's very cool and very useful. So that's right. my other, my half thing of the week. You have to get a Jimmy mention in in, in every episode. Exactly, too. exactly. Jimmy, well, you Jimmy. know what? And Grant, um, by the way, we did not mention Grant, and well, he we just did. Yes, <laughs> we just did. Uh, but he did he did do a video on uh, making handles for his new his bike restoration. Yes, and he, and he made leather handles, which I thought came out super nice. They I thought really that was good. Super and he cool. corset stitched them. And he corset stitched it. So, which is my sh- favorite. Yes. Yeah, shout out, shout out to Grant. Uh, last minute. Uh, so I guess I had two and a half. I'm <laughs> like, geez, you're just uh, like, you, always, you, have, you happen to have another one? I mean, there's three people on the show. You want to have, so have one you for heard each this of guy, us? Uh, this uh, Amy makes thing. Yeah, no, scared. Get the brand right, bro. It's that I mean, it makes sense. It's that I know. I know. You can, you can almost hear me elbowing him in the ribs as I say, yeah, kicking me under the table. <laughs> Um, my thing of the week is something I actually mentioned in my stories. Believe it or not, this is crazy, but I was actually in my shop this weekend. I know. Hold your what? horses, folks. I was actually in my shop doing things this weekend. But um, I, my thing of the week is something that I've mentioned in my Instagram stories before. It's something that if you buy a miter saw, um, particularly um, a contractor grade one, your miter gauge sucks. Yep. It just does. There is literally nothing you can do about it to make it not suck. They all suck. Yep. Craig, Craig Tool, and everyone knows Craig Tool 
for their fantastic pocket hole jigs. But a lot of people don't realize Craig, the Craig Tool Company actually makes a ton of tools. They really do. Yeah. One of the things that they make is called the Precision Miter Gauge System. And this thing is one of the best $150 things I have ever purchased. It makes you instantly better at woodworking. Yeah. It it fits perfectly in the groove of your miter gauge of your existing saw. Um, and it's got little adjustable screws to make it stop wobbling. So if you put it in, it wobbles. This will stop that wobble. You can pull these little screws out to make it really fit perfectly. But what makes it really nice is on these little miter gauges that usually come with these saws, you have to put a sacrificial fence of some kind on it to get the length. And otherwise, you're just dealing with a tiny little face of the gauge. This thing is a big, chunky piece of aluminum. And it's about, I think it's 24 inches or 18 inches long, whatever it is. It's more than you're ever going to need. And the miter stops are pinned so that when you move it to 45 degrees, there's a pin that goes through a hole on the top and a hole on the rail to make it exactly 45 degrees. I've never understood any tool that does not have a hard stop. Like why even bother if you don't have a hard stop? Dude, this thing I made, yeah. I never, I'm just going to, a confession, I've, I never made picture frames with a miter gauge before. I always made them on my miter saw. A couple of weeks ago, my mother-in-law needed a frame, and I was like, you know what? I got time. There's no time pressure on this. I'm going to try it with the table saw. And I realized what an idiot I've been for so, so long. <laughs> it's it's a whole new ball game. I used, I've used this a lot for cross-cutting and, you know, make cutting small pieces. But, like, even this weekend, I, I'm working on a cross for a customer, and all the beveled edges were done using this miter gauge. It that is, looks amazing, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Um, this is one of the greatest tools ever. I'll have the link in the show notes. I highly, highly recommend you buy one because if you're doing any extensive amounts of, of woodwork, you're probably cutting a lot of miters and you think a miter saw is the right way to do it. But I'm telling you, I'm almost at a point now where I only use a miter saw to rip down long boards into smaller boards. I don't even use it to cut miters. I might just use this. It's so much nicer and so much more accurate. So that might be a pickup for me. That is a pick. I'm telling yeah. you, you will. It's one of those. I was a little skeptical. Like, will I use this enough to justify right, right, $150? Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The answer is yes. <laughs> In fact, I don't even know where the miter gauge for the saw is at this point. I have <laughs> no idea. I think I might've thrown it away at some point. So, in in the meantime, while you're considering this tool purchase, you should also considering you should also consider checking out some of the people that make this show possible. Um, we have a great list of people in the Hall of Fame at becausewemake.com because there are some great people that make this show possible on a daily on a weekly basis, boy, a daily basis. Ethan, can you even imagine? Uh. But imagine booking guests for a whole week of shows and then <laughs> having to do it again the following week. Good lord. But those people that make this wonderful show possible are Leanne and Nick from Hemlock and Hyde, Dave from Atomic Airship Works, um, Emily Joyce, Ed from Ed's Clocks and More, Rory from RLL Woodworks, Chris from Full Steam Designs, Jeff Stein, a.k.a. A Weird Guy, uh, Debbie Haddock, Jerry Hyduke, Joey from JH Custom Woodcraft, Dean Duplantis, who, by the way, Dean Duplantis, Christy Steinman, and Austin now have a podcast. Mm. 
And yeah, y'all no, yeah I wanted to give them a shout out. I'm so glad you did that. Yes. Y'all need to check it out. Yep. It's called uh, Make Our Way. Oh, boy. Making It Our Way? Make uh, It's... We'll link uh, it in the show notes because Ethan and I weren't prepared, but we'll link it in the show notes. Very good podcast. They've already they're already on episode three. By the time this drops, they'll be on episode four because they were nice enough to not drop their episodes on Wednesday. Thank you guys. Thank you. It, anyway, it's, uh, making our way podcast. There you go, making our way. Um, Jacob Anguiano from Native Son Wood Art, um, another another podcast friend. Um, they are about to do their fifty second episode. They've made it a year. So congratulations to them. Uh, Robert J. Keller, Scott from Dad It Yourself DIY, the one and only Grant Alexander who got a mention this week, just like always. Tony Langer from Langer Works, Jacob from Other Dog Designs, Jake from IMakeJake.com, Big Al Schultz from New York Woodworks, who I had the pleasure of hanging out with one weekend ago, and I'm going to hang out with him again this weekend. And of course, Justin Ofler, Bear Make It. Thank you so much, guys. We really appreciate it. If you can't support the show financially, that's fine. Reviews are just as good. Sharing the show is just as good. Hey, if you have someone you'd like to suggest as a guest, we are more than willing to hear you out. If you have someone that you think would make a good guest, we are always looking for interesting people to talk to, which is how we find people like Amy. Amy, thank you so much for joining us this well, week. Thank you guys so much. I'm so happy I was able to come on this episode. Uh, it, and, it, and can we just say that Amy, this is your first podcast and you nailed it. <laughs> I know. It's so amazing. <laughs> you know, what's funny. You know, what's funny. Amy's going to start a podcast now. I know. Exactly. Right. right. And, and she's going to be yeah. better than us. And exactly. it's going to be annoying. 100%, 100%. And that, that's always how it goes, right? The, the, yeah. te- the student becomes better than the teacher. <laughs> and I, I support right. that though. That's awesome. Well, a few people say when I have um, my voice recordings and when I do that in my segments on my YouTube video, they're like, wow. Your voice is so soothing. I'm like, oh, thanks. Oh my god, it's like it's. I had a friend that we used that used to call our boss. Um, we worked. I worked for a company where the owners were English, and one of the the owners had this very soothing English accent. <laughs> and one of my friends always said that he had a milk and cookies voice. Milk and, and cookie like, voice. That is just the perfect description. A milk and cookies voice, and you have a milk and cookies voice. So <laughs> thank you. Well, so uh, Amy uh, on Reddit. My voice is a very contested uh, thing. <laughs> and literally, like, literally, one comment will be like, the he I I like his video, but he has the worst voice ever. And then the next and then the next video or the next video and next comment, I mean, is, oh, your voice is so soothing. I really love listening to your voiceovers. So it's like the it's almost like the Internet can't make up its mind. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the epitome of. Yeah the internet but amy aside from the usual links is there any place we should send people and whatever you mentioned don't worry people if you're listening in your car or whatever um, all of her links will be in the show notes thank you yeah um yeah i think i mean just my main ones are like my youtube okay my instagram tiktok if you're on there um i am active on pinterest to facebook that's really it though. And CF fans. That's the name. Of course. CF fans. Yeah. I, so think the CF, yeah. I think the CF fans thing is going to be pretty cool because Creative Fabric is a pretty cool site to begin with. Yeah. And the, the idea of being able to kind of, you know, hook up with a creator and like follow them and kind of get perks for that's a really good yeah, idea. Cool. Like I like yeah. this idea. I agree. Yeah. When they reached out to me, I was like, 
I feel like this is meant to be because I didn't even start my Patreon account. And I was like, huh. I was like, all right, let me try Creative Fabrica because I was so familiar with it in the first place. So, yeah. Every, everything for a reason, as you keep saying. Yeah, right? Yep. Exactly. Yep. The pivots, the pivots, <laughs> I, sometimes they come when you plan them the least, yeah. right? I, I do want to pick your brain on Pinterest because I'm yeah. intrigued. So I might, I might reach out to you. Yeah, of course. Not a problem. Cool. All right, everybody, that's going to do it for this week. Amy, thank you again for joining us. Yeah, we really you, appreciate it. Um, we will be back again next week. We have, except for one week of May, we have guests all the way through to episode 100, which, of that's course, crazy. our guest is going to be David Swiduck <laughs> because that's the way it Quarterly. works. It's- Quarterly. Uh, yep, the quarterly David check-in. So we got a lot to talk about. I actually messaged him a couple of days ago and I said, are you ready for episode 100? And he said, quote, if you mean ready, as in ready to come on and wing it like I always do, then I am 100% ready. To which I responded, why should you be any different from the hosts? Yeah, exactly. And on that note, I will leave you all. Have a great week. We'll be back again next week and we hope you'll be here to join us. Until then, have a great one, everybody. 